0: My bed is a spaceship. The tree in the sea. Chapter 6 I see saw fish. The spacemates saluted from the mighty motion to so-so-so and the millions of creatures who were watching them from the branches. The spaceship sat on the lowest tree branch which rolled slowly downwards until the force field touched the surface of the sea. The water sizzled around them but the spacemates remained dry. They descended further. Water lapped against the force field and then the bed began to sink. At first it was just over the legs, then up to the mattress. Next it rose to Curtis's knees and finally there was water above the whole craft. They fell down lower and then First Officer Zip steered the mighty motion away from the branch. Curtis could make out many different shaped creatures in the distance. It felt magical being in this bubble of air within the huge ocean. The surface became darker as they dived down. Different fish came to take a look at them. One had the appearance of a white fluffy puppy, with its fur rippling in the current, and another was the shape of a tall china cup. It came so close that it touched the force field, yelped, and then turned into a saucer. As they descended, the waters became thicker and were of various colours. It was like travelling through a trifle. The lights of the mighty motion only gave them a short distance of vision, and so they traced down the edge of the island where the tree and the sea lived. The deeper they went, the more pressure was put on the force field. I hope indeed we get to the bottom soon, said First Officer Zip. It's scared yucky down here, replied Mr Hippo. If my calculations are correct, said the scroll of the galaxies, and they should be right because I have checked them twice, then we are halfway to the bottom. As he spoke, the force field moved closer to the spacemates, as if being crushed, Will the force field be okay? Curtis asked the scroll. If my calculations are right, he replied, then stopped. Yes? 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 The spacemates asked together. I have no idea. Sweat was pouring off all the spacemates, but especially Mr Hippo. He had grabbed the nearest thing and put it in his mouth. Unfortunately, that was First Officer Zip's leg. Indeed put me down, Mr. Hippo. Indeed, indeed, shouted First Officer Zip. Mr. Hippo let go of him and picked up a pillow instead. He put this over his ears as the crushing noise of the force field got louder. It sounded like two pieces of metal being scratched against each other. As they went lower, the force field came closer and closer to the spacemates, so that they had to cuddle in closely to stop touching the white energy patterns around them. They breathed slowly and looked at each other for support. I think we will need to go back, said First Officer Zip. Yes, yummy idea, replied Mr Hippo. How far left have we to go? asked Curtis. If my calculations are right, began the scroll of the galaxies. He stopped because there was a huge clang and the mighty motion lay still. They had reached the bottom. Mars, marvellous, said Curtis. Thankful indeed, said First Officer Zip. He then nodded to Curtis who went to the controls. He lightly pulled the lever to the rockets and they began moving forwards slowly. He traced the outline of the base of the island but soon came to the entrance of what looked like a huge cavern. He expertly steered the craft into it. He then put the Mighty Motion's lights on full beam. "Uh Uh-oh, said Mr. Hippo. The lights of the Mighty Motion shone through the area easily. The water here seemed light and clear. What worried the spacemates most was not the fact that the Mighty Motion was still creaking under the weight of the sea, nor was it the fact that the cave was so big that very little island was left to keep the tree standing in the sea. No! No! The most pressing problem was that the Mighty Motions force field was being attacked by fish with teeth like a metal saw. The teeth were on the outside of the fish, down each side, and they tried to cut into the field by working in pairs and foursomes. In this way they made a jaw out of two fish. The force field screamed and flickered under the attack. Take some photos! suggested Curtis, and let's get out of here. As first officer Zip accelerated forward and around the area, Curtis snapped pictures. As he did this, the sawfish stopped their attack and smiled. They then chased the mighty motion out of the cave and went back to soaring away most of the base of the island. The force field started to flicker more and more as they sped out of the cave and up towards the surface. Suddenly water began to drip into the bed, followed by a jet of water that hit Mr Hippo full in the mouth. If my calculations are correct, said the scroll, we are not going to make it. I think we will, said Curtis. I don't, said the scroll. We will, said Curtis again. Water was pouring into the mighty motion, and they were so far from the surface they could not see it. What Curtis could see was a huge pair of yellow lips opening up around them. Won't, said the scroll. Will, said Curtis. Suddenly, everything went black. To Curtis's relief, they were soon in the belly of the yellow-lipped, blue-glass-friendly fish. Hello, 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 hello. hello, hello. Went those glass-like creatures in the stomach? Water drained from the mighty motion, and the force field crackled and turned off. A few of the saw like teeth fell onto the mattress. Again, 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 again. 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 Satin-tastic, said Curtis.